Hello everyone, and welcome to Biopedia. Today's episode is going to be something a little different, as I'm going to be adapting an old blog post into audio format. Specifically, I'm going to be revisiting a topic I first wrote about all the way back in January 2021. Way back in episodes 14 and 14a, we dealt with the leprosy of Baldwin IV of Jerusalem, and used that as a starting point to do a deep dive on what exactly causes leprosy. We later carried on this theme by examining haemophilia in episode 38. So, continuing on from both of those, let's explore another disease in the form of porphyria. Porphyria is a condition most famously suffered from by George III of the United Kingdom, who reigned between 1760 and 1820. He was so unwell later in life that his fitness to rule was found to be lacking in 1811. To go back to the beginning, George III had been fine until 1788. However, from this point on there were some strange actions creeping in, such as mistaking an oak tree for the Prussian king and having a conversation with it. He also attacked his son Prince George. He recovered, but relapsed in 1801 and 1804, before becoming terminally affected in 1810. As we said, his fitness to rule was found lacking the following year, and his eldest son, later George IV, would therefore become Prince Regent. However, George III is not an isolated case within his family. In fact, porphyria can be seen throughout the family across the centuries, as I discovered when reading two papers from 1968 and 1982, which focus on the ancestors and immediate family of the king. That being said, this isn't a topic that will be explored in today's episode, and I'm really only touching the surface here, and we'll have to come back to it at a later date. So, to continue with today's main topic, what causes porphyria and how is it passed down? Well, porphyria is actually a group of diseases, one of the main symptoms of which is an increased secretion of proteins called porphyrins into the urine of patients. Porphyrins can also build up in the liver, which may lead to impeded liver function and an elevated risk of liver cancer. Alternatively, the nervous system can be impacted, which may lead to attacks and hallucination. According to the British Liver Trust, there is a mutation for the enzyme which produces heme in porphyria patients. Most types of porphyria are inherited in an autosomal dominant fashion, meaning that only one copy of this allele needs to be inherited for symptoms to manifest which may explain how symptoms kept cropping up in the family for over hundreds of years, as we touched upon above. However, there are rarer versions which are recessive, meaning that both copies of the gene would need to be faulty before any symptoms manifest. So, that's an introduction to porphyria. As an interesting aside, there's a 2011 article in the New Scientist which mentions that one sufferer is likely to have been Vlad Draculia, which may have started the idea that vampires can't abide sunlight. In cutaneous porphyria, areas of the skin exposed to sunlight can become blistered. Afflicted individuals consequently avoid sunlight due to pain. Moreover, their skin may shrink back around the mouth, leading to the impression of fangs. I'm not going to go into it too much more here, but it's certainly interesting to think that a disease suffered from by kings through the ages may have led to modern ideas about vampires. That's it for today. As always, thank you for listening. There's a lot more that could be said on porphyria generally, and specifically on porphyria throughout the rest of George III's family, which I've kind of glossed over here. I'm thinking of coming back to it in future, so let me know if that's something you would be interested in.
In the meantime, feel free to get in touch for any questions, comments, or topic suggestions for future episodes. Until next time, have a great week, everyone. Thank you.